0: Welcome to the Healthcare IT Today interview series. We feel lucky to be able to talk to so many smart, passionate, and knowledgeable people in healthcare. Now, we're taking our favorite interviews and sharing them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy perspectives on the world of health IT.
1: Hi everyone, I'm John Lynn, the Founder and Chief Editor at Healthcare IT Today. We're excited to bring you another in our series of interviews with top leaders in healthcare IT. Today's guest is is someone who I just fell in love with Mm -hmm. on Hit the Trails. (laughs) I ended up meeting her with the Hit Like a Girl podcast. Her name is Sarah Gallo. She's a PA and she's also VP of Clinical Services at Care on Location. Welcome, Sarah.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I'm excited to learn about remote patient monitoring, your experience with it, but before we dive into that, tell us a little bit about yourself and Care on Location.
0: Yeah, so um, I'm a uh, PA by trade, Physician assistant, and uh, I've been working in primary care for the last 10 years. Uh, Basically, uh, I worked in um, I managed my own patient panel uh, and took care of over 2,000 people in a year's time over a period of time. But also, uh, then have moved into a position at a telemedicine startup called Care on Location that mainly uh, looks for you know implementing solutions using telemedicine to meet patients um, in the safety net population. So specifically Colorado Medicaid is what we've been focusing on so far. And I'm actually uh, in charge of the provider and patient experience and and optimizing that so that it is an enjoyable experience
1: for all. Awesome. So you've had a lot of experience with patients and I think you were doing remote patient monitoring before it became remote patient monitoring. But what was your experience like working with patients this way?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, there is a lot of benefit to, you know, gathering that data in between the patient visits that they come into the office. Um, And, you know, really the old school was, you know, telephone and asking for their vitals that they were collecting on their own and making adjustments that way. Uh, And, you know, also having, um, you know, just that, that communication between, which helps patients to understand what to do, but also alert, um, give them the opportunity to communicate that I, they may have something off. Um, so that that was like essentially, you know, before there was any billing around it and yeah. before there was even like this, you know, this different industry. Um, but since it came back or came around, I mean, I think there is some benefits to, to having a, a system and, you Basically, a program within your practice um, for it.
1: Well, it sounds painful to do it by phone, right? <laughs> yeah. It's interesting when you look at health IT, there's so many things that were just either impossible or extremely painful to do. Uh, remote patient monitoring by phone sounds misery to mm-hmm. me. <laughs> so, like, what, what do you really think is like the most effective way? What are the things that you want in a, in a remote, remote patient monitoring solution?
0: So I think that there is um, an important factor of you know giving a patient the incentive to actually gather that data, not just on a prescriptive mindset, but mm. what does it give back to them? Um, so very much so, you know, having that educational component of like what do these numbers mean as engagement, um, but also to give uh, to to ask some more questions beyond just the vitals data, so that they feel like a person rather than just like a, a robot giving their you know vital and. Yeah delivering it back to like this this place that's you know monitoring them so some communication and, and understanding
1: yeah I mean, I think it's interesting. It is a change in mindset for the patient as much as it is for the doctor.
0: Yes, yes, and I think part of um, the one benefit is that you know, if you're having a remote patient monitoring solution, uh, you can actually provide some of that data that normally we would have to you know really hone through and spend some extra time you know mining that data you know that's coming in from the patient and maybe isn't very actionable, um, and instead having something that can actually decipher some of, those, some, some of those vitals and data science, uh, stuff to, to actually interpret it so that I can actually do my job more effectively and um, efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, but also teach the patient, okay, this is something you really should do something about versus, okay, we're just monitoring you.
1: Yeah. So how about disadvantaged communities? Is this model more effective, less effective, or or maybe a mix of both?
0: So I think there is some really great benefit because there are inherent issues within the safety net community that, that really prevent them from accessing care altogether. So if that is already identified, maybe remote patient monitoring because they have a chronic condition that should be monitored, they will be able to actually access care more because they have a solution inside their home that can now become a device for telemedicine, but also to be a device that can monitor them if they don't have access to all those tools, they can get that as part of their healthcare services. Um, but also the provider you know managing them can then improve their health and they also uh, have taught them something in order to keep having them practice that good uh, uh, those good habits because the remote patient monitoring program actually taught them to be checking their vitals on a regular basis.
1: Hmm. So what do you need as a clinician in a remote patient monitoring platform? I know you've looked at a lot. you work with, you know, care on location, of course. And, and you know, what, what do you need to really do this effectively? And maybe what do you wish they'd still add?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I think the biggest thing, like, finding with all the solutions is, you know, making sure that there is that, that uh, implementation plan and also help with implementing it for that particular practice. Because so many practices, you know, are practicing very much in a silo. They they do things the way they do them. Um, And, you know, a remote patient monitoring solution may be really good from like a a visual standpoint in in sense that like, yes, this will do what you need it to do, but how do we work that into a workflow Mm -hmm. so that our staff really doesn't feel burdened by it um, and therefore can then be advocates and champions to help these patients adopt it, because it is also another thing for patients to adopt as well. So having that an understanding of what what kind of barriers with our patient population we're going to have to deal with and what kind of solutions have they already figured out because they've implemented it in more than one practice uh, would really help, I think, um, any practice, you know, when I was trying to figure it out, I think also billing and just understanding that, which I think a lot of them do a good job at, you know, educating because it is such a unique billing, pers- like, like, Kind of process.
1: That's, that's the yeah, <laughs> and there's all
0: these other pieces, but like, yes, there's other things that, you know, this worked in this practice, this didn't. Mm. Um, and then also being able to have almost like a, like a, health checklist for the practice to make sure that all those things are covered so that that practice is very uh, successful in implementing it to a large population because it is a big lift for a practice. Yeah. Um, so having somebody that knows how to work in that clinical space and be able to interpret it for that, that clinician um, and, and their administrators too.
1: Yeah. I think it's interesting that you said that If it's implemented the wrong way or, you know, if it's not implemented effectively, then it can be a burden on the clinician. Because I've heard the opposite as well, which is many clinicians love doing this because this is why they got into medicine. You know, like, so it's interesting, you know, the kind of that, you know, double-edged sword that it's like done wrong. It could actually cause more burnout. Yes. But done right, it could like... Remind them of the passion they had for health. Well, and I mean,
0: ultimately, we all want our patients to be healthier. We don't yeah. want to necessarily be needed, mm-hmm. and so you know, I think that's the biggest thing: is like, you know, are we? T- is this solution actually making it less, uh, l- making these patients' health better? Mm-hmm. And if it's not implemented properly, it could just be a bunch of data collection that doesn't change anything, or it could be actually a, a reason to cause you know issues between the patient and the clinician because the, it, there's just so many you know pieces moving that if it's confusing it will then you know maybe turn the patient off to even wanting to, to participate um, and we don't want our patients disengaged we want them more engaged um, but this is an opportunity to have at least like a, a solution inside their home that connects the two of us and on top of that uh, you know, really can help identify maybe some things that we just didn't even know were were part of the healthcare uh, treatment plan that were, were barriers. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't realize they had a snack at night and they didn't count that, you know, or <laughs> or they weren't checking their blood pressure at the right time and so it was always high, but we were over treating them, you know, things like that. So um, it can be really valuable and there's other opportunities for uh, you know, the, the programs themselves to, to implement other kind of um, key identifiers about their population that, uh, that like about, you know, you know access to f- good food, you know, w- what is your home life like? Because they're, they're letting you be in their home, so it kind of opens up that vulnerability as well. So you could definitely, as a practice, take advantage of, of being able to be more intimate with that patient yeah. um, and their other li- the li- lifestyle issues.
1: I'm feeling a little vulnerable by that (laughs) snack example. (laughs) No, it's good. Uh, So tell us about the uh, solution that your company, uh, Care on Locations, created.
0: Yeah, so we uh, we have basically um, offered up telemedicine to uh, the Colorado Medicaid uh, population by partnering with the managed care plans, but also we've built telemedicine hardware. Uh, cases, cards, um, backpacks. In order to be able to like meet patients where they are, and then they are equipped with you know ways to, to capture that um, those vital signs. Also, be able to listen to the heart and lungs. Take a look in your you know ear, your throat, uh, and be able to then see a provider on the other side of the telemedicine screen to really get that care access even without moving from wherever they are. They could be in a homeless shelter. Sure. They could be in jail. You know mm-hmm. waiting for you know to be released uh they could also be you know in another country where they're you know needing access to care and the only care is somewhere else so Mm. um but they but we still get to provide the same quality visit Uh, and you know that's kind of the nice thing about having remote patient monitoring in your own home but also doing you know just using a community health partner to then you know bring an a you know kind of pop-up clinic to that, that community that already is accessing other resources in that space. So we try our best to at least you know find solutions so that access is, is not as much of an uh, issue.
1: I think it's so cool. I mean, we're, we're here in Las Vegas and I saw the first kiosk that had all of that, the telemedicine, it had the various devices. And you've essentially taken it from this massive kiosk that mm-hmm. was super expensive and put, like, telehealth in a box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's a pretty cool idea.
0: Yeah, sure. it, and I mean, I think it, like, works, works really great because, it, you know, you can, those patients who aren't necessarily able to access care, those are the most vulnerable populations for having issues with their health, but that's not just that, you know, there's so many other pieces to it. So if we could take away that barrier of even transportation, um, you know, having a trusted provider. So we do this all the time. We see this population like we are a safe place, but you don't even have to leave. Where you are, we come to you. I think really provides that that sense of trust and and safe, psychological safety. Um, but then you know at the same time, like I mean, let's utilize this technology. You know, I think it's it's really valuable, and I don't think it lessens any quality that that visit actually has. Yeah,
1: this is awesome, Sarah. Yeah. I appreciate you being here, and thanks everyone for watching. If you want to find more great healthcare IT content like this, be sure to check it out at healthcareittoday.com.